As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by This Is Bracket Racing Elite. If you're an open-minded racer with a desire to improve on the racetrack, This Is Bracket Racing Elite can provide the tools to help you do so. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's Cool Hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in sportsman drag racing and the stars within it. This week on What Everyone Is Talking About. Big Jed, I couldn't help but notice in our off-air discussion, um, there's not a lot of pep in your step this evening as we record the the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast. <laughs> I, I'd assume, for the most part, I think it is what everybody's talking about. It's what I see a lot on social media, but long weekend for you guys. It looked like it was a fruitful one, but uh, give us a little blow-by-blow blow from World Footbreak Challenge. Yeah, Luke, not a lot of energy uh, has been restored in Big Jed's body currently, but I'm, I'm working on it. It was quite an adventure obviously with the fourth being wednesday and that time being off work i I basically got there about two o'clock wednesday morning drove all night tuesday night and so pretty much made a week of it there in bristol and it was an amazing week you know the bt world foot break challenge was as you said fruitful it was a large large crowd wonderful racing took place the yukon gear and axle triple tens turned into two 15-granders. It was the Yukon twin 15s when it all turned out. Thursday started out wonderful. I had a nice big crowd there for test and tune, and then we got our Thursday gamblers race in where, uh, wildly enough, Jamie Holston 
uh, one of the best bottom bulbers uh, on the East Coast and definitely in that part of the country. Got his Thursday night gambler's win for the second year in a row. He also won it in 2017, which is very impressive. Uh, we had like 167 gamblers for the Thursday night race, uh, which is about our largest one ever. Uh, so we're feeling really good about the start. We got the win over Wayne Mabe. Um, so Wayne, obviously that's a huge accomplishment and good on Jamie back-to-back years. But having done something similar like years ago at the uh, was it the World Super Pro Challenge, oddly enough, at uh, MidMichigan, like they raced for 50 grand eventually that weekend, right? Yep. I was in the final of the Thursday five grander three consecutive years. One, two, runner up oh, one. Cool. And they're like, yeah, that's great, right? You're in the five grand final. Like, it's against all the same guys that are racing 50 in two <laughs> days where I can't ever get out of fourth round, right? So, has Jamie got any of that feeling? Or, I mean, just obviously, it's a huge accomplishment. Happy to win. What is the gambler choice? Three grand? Yeah, it is three grand. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great day, but there's got to be a part of him saying, geez, why can't I beat these guys on Saturday? Well, there was a part of him that said that in the winter circle interview. He okay. said he wished that we would move, you know, a ten grander or whatever right. to Thursday instead of racing for three. Not that he was uh, upset about winning three grand, but it would have been <laughs> nice to, to win bigger purses. But Jamie, one of the better racers there, very certainly capable of getting a ten thousand dollar check. Didn't work out though. Moved into Friday. Uh, Luke, we got three hundred thirty-seven went down the racetrack first round Friday with an eighty percent chance of rain. It was a cold front, if you will, passing through. So it was just when the rain finally got there, it was uh, right before the reentry round began, and it just didn't let up. It, it rained all into the evening and just left us with no option but to cancel Friday's program. Had some first-round winners, you know, that was wanting to try to continue on. I get that, but there was no other option but to roll the, the entire purse into Saturday and Sunday and make it uh, twin 15 granders instead of triple tens and just basically start over which is what we did uh, all the round money and all the prize money that was 100 percent guaranteed was just went one and a half times re-entry went one and a half times everything was just one and a half times what it was on the flyer so you're racing for a check and a half that's cool yeah racing for a check and a half and i don't know did you see a winter circle celebration or something i did i did Okay, so we did do the check and a half, which I thought was a lot of fun and just a really neat little thing for the racer to to have just that extra little memory when they collected the big payday, which happened to be the BT-sponsored Volkswagen in the winter circle with the last racer standing on a Saturday. Cody Barnhart had a ton of trouble with his own personal car, which I uh, hated to see, but they finally ended up getting it fixed a couple of times and got it back on the track. But he jumped in Chance Likens. BT sponsored Volkswagen and just mowed through the field, drove it extremely well. Car was great. Cody uh, got a big win there. He won in junior dragsters at Bristol and Eastern Conference Finals way back when. And now he's got a win on the, the foot brake big stage there at the WFC. Got the win over Lee Zane. Obviously, we all know how talented Lee is. Big final round for him as well. So those guys were the last two racers standing in the 15K. And we always have a gambler's race on Friday night after the main event, another 3K to win gamblers. So, obviously, we didn't get to do that Friday. Our racers come to race as many races as they can. So, we had the gambler's race on Saturday night instead. And uh, that was 160-car gamblers. Oh, by the way, Saturday was 383, 383 on the entries. Nice. Really huge day for us. Wonderful crowd. 
had 160 in the gamblers races where we don't allow double entries or any kind of uh, time trials or any of that. So that was a really big field for us as well. And uh, one of the most special moments I can remember witnessing in our 12-year history with um, Hot Rod Fast and Fincham, Rodney Fincham, getting a win over his son, Jake Ball. Now, Luke, this thing ladders at eight or inside eight. So, you know, it's not just to avoid your son or your father type thing in the lanes. you you got to avoid them on the ladder, too, which is a challenge. But those guys was able to do that. And uh, Hot Rod got the win over his son with his dad and Jake's granddad there in attendance watching. So three generations of father and son hanging out in the winter circle uh, racing your son on that stage and getting a win over him. We all know Hot Rod does the videos. Video was awesome. And when it comes time for the the uh, winter circle interview, basically just uh, introduced him and handed him the mic and got out of the way. And that was pretty darn special too because Hot Rod uh, knows how to talk. So really special moment. It was awesome. Yeah, I was watch. I was riding with him live. His Facebook videos are epic, and that one is probably my favorite one to date. Uh, you just you don't you don't talk to Rodney Fincham, you don't watch Rodney Fincham without just seeing how real he is, how genuine. Like what you see is what you get, and he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Like he he, he embodies sportsman bracket racing, in my opinion, like top to bottom. And to see that come through and the emotions of that moment, and we've talked about it before, Jed, like the unique opportunity to, to run a, a family member in a final, and particularly when it's your son on that stage. I mean, you guys, I know you're going to be humble about it, Big Jed, but you and Steve have created the, the mecca of footbrake racing. Like that's the event for the vast majority of the guys that come to that race. That's their U.S. Nationals. That's their million-dollar race. So to do it there – really really cool moment and and it was so cool that he was able to share it with the world you know i mean with with facebook live and what he does and and it's and it was awesome i I don't know how else to put that but it was really cool and how neat is it like our sport is unique in that regard like like lebron james the best basketball player in the world right and i guess his son's in just starting high school junior high like there's some chatter like they may end up getting to play on an NBA team together if his son ends up being that good like but that's a real rarity you know what I mean like usually the the window of performance at at that high of an elite level in other sports is so narrow that there's no way it could bridge a generation that's not the case in our sport you know what I mean so to actually just have the opportunity to see father and son square off on the biggest stage in the sport like that's special man that's really cool and it's unique to racing and and it couldn't happen to a a better ambassador for our sport than Fincham getting to share that with the world. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I agree. And uh, certainly a wonderful tribute to Armed Forces Racing by Rodney, who, who's partnered with those guys. Uh, that was cool. And obviously, he does live videos in the car. The The event was uh, on uh, Motormania TV. So the emotion was as raw as it gets, which uh, made it extra, extra special. So, again, just one of the better moments that, that I've been able to witness in uh, in the 12-year history of the event. And really cool to be a part of. Go ahead, bud. Sunday's race. Shocker. Stop the yeah. presses. I'd have <laughs> never driven. You give me 300 picks. I'd have never. Who is this? Kevin Pollard? Pollard, yeah. Pollard. Uh, <laughs> K- Kayvon Pollard. 
Pollard got it done on Sunday. <laughs> Another very, very, very strong performance from him. No surprise what there. Season. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Really, is what he's accomplished on on every stage he's gone to, and you know, though Hot Rod just really, really is good, and he drives the freaking wheels off of it. Out of the, you know, he beat a very tough opponent and a legend in our sport, and one of the best I've ever watched personally. And Bob Mullaney, big bucks, with a big final round there on Sunday, um, but Kevin got by him a few thou, so. Uh, that was a, a great way to wrap up just uh, an amazing week in Bristol. Just, you know, as we don't typically do this because we're usually talking about races that we don't promote. But um, while I've got this opportunity, just want to thank the Colberg Racing Promotion staff. want to thank our many wonderful sponsors. We had seven rounds of uh, best losing package prizes, good prizes from some wonderful sponsors. That doesn't happen at a lot of footbreak races, and that's no brag. It's just fact. We're very fortunate. I appreciate the kind words you said, but very fortunate to have the following that we have. The racers have created the atmosphere that the World Footbreak Challenge gets to enjoy, and we're, we're thankful for all of them. Everybody that had a part in it, Bristol Dragway, everybody's just uh, made an amazing week for us. And uh, my partner, Steve Stites, built this event way back when over a few appetizers at the Applebee's in uh, Meridian mississippi in 2006 and i uh, can't believe where it's taking us i really can't but uh it, it's been wonderful great riding and i appreciate everybody that made number 12 so wonderful hi big jed we'll move on to 10 tuck which always seems to be the same weekend as your event wfc is always on top of 10 tuck at bowling green the long-standing big dollar bracket race central kentucky this year's race i guess if you can dominate a race without actually winning it greg rice did that Greg Rice, Friday Big Bucks runner-up, Saturday Big Bucks runner-up. That's impressive performance to not hoist the trophy at the end of the day. Friday, it was Caleb Redeker from the Nashville area, young racer, dragster, defeated Mr. Rice. Saturday's uh, Big Bucks champion was Jason Farrell out of the Memphis, Tennessee area. Not to be confused with Buddy For Real. That's that's the junior (laughs) version. That's Jason For Real knocking off the aforementioned Greg Rice. Sunday's Big Buck action came to a close with our buddy, Greg Kaufman getting the win over Steve Hoheimer. Little Bucks action, for those of you not familiar with the 10-tuck setup, it's uh, 10,000 to win each day in the Big Bucks races, Friday night and Saturday night. A second chance race, basically, Little Bucks race, $5,000 to win. Friday's Little Bucks was Mike Smith, Alabama coming through for you. Getting a win over Dave Angeli from Illinois. So we were well represented there. Yes, you were. And then uh, Saturday's Little Bucks, Will Holloman from North Carolina, I believe, Virginia, somewhere over that way, over Clayton Clark, who's from Bowling Green and kind of owns Bowling Green. So. Yeah, was probably hitting the bottom at that. Clayton was probably no box. So very strong performance from him. And uh, happy CG unit, get it done. And Steve Hoheimer. Hoheimer is always a top 10 name because it's just really cool to say. So good to see my old buddy Steve and G-Unit getting the final round there to wrap up the the 10-tuck bracket bash, which is always very well attended and a legendary facility. All right, Big Jed. From there, we're going to go to another legendary facility in the race that I was actually at last weekend, the Firecracker Bracket Nationals at Byron Dragway in Byron, Illinois. $30,000 to win Friday, $100,000 to win Saturday, $50,000 to win Sunday. And Big Jed, that is going to bring us to this week's edition of the Siebert Performance, Who's Hot? He's on fire! 
It's time for Who's Hot in Sportsman Drag Racing. Hi, guys. Uh, again, we've reached out to customers of Seabrook Performance for the Seabrook Performance Who's Hot read and just reading testimonials from uh, Seabrook Performance customers. And as we've talked about before, we want to talk about Andy Klosky from British Columbia, Canada. Andy says, I can't say enough about Seabrook Performance. Not only did Luke take the time to work with me on a rotating assembly that I wanted a certain way, he was very competitive in his pricing. And as a budget-conscious bracket racer, getting the best quality parts within what I can afford to spend is a huge deal. Heck yes, Seabrook Performance is 2,108 miles from me, but why not support the people that support sportsman drag racing? Thank you, Andy, for that submission, and certainly that says it all about Seabrook Performance and the great service that they offer their customers. But Luke, it's unbelievable. This week's <laughs> Seabrook Performance Who's Hot, this guy, it was a no-brainer, number one. We Sometimes we struggle here or there, but this is a no-brainer. This guy's on fire. He needs to wear a fire suit everywhere he goes. He needs to wear one to bed because he's smoking hot right now. Kenny Underwood with another dominating performance this weekend. Yeah, it's hard to overshadow Kevin Pollard winning uh, the most prestigious footbreak race in the country after the season that he's had. Devin Eisenhower gets a shout out here, who's in uh, two finals at the division race at Indy. But we've talked about this run that Kenny Underwood has been on, like, for seemingly every episode the last six weeks and he always got overshadowed somewhere like there was some other reason to give someone else the who's hot but like he has been on the short list on the ballot for six weeks consecutively yes. this week he finally gets it he had what looked to be a, a, a quiet by his standards weekend through two days at byron the last day there just happened to pay fifty thousand dollars to win and at the end of the day kenny underwood held up the check Let's just backtrack briefly. I know we've been over this, Big Jed, but this is literally, this was seven days after winning $20,000 at the Liberty Classic at Kilcare. Okay. $20,000, no split, if I'm not mistaken. That came two weeks on the heels of winning $10,000 at the Ultimate 64 Shootout, also at Kilcare, which was also no split. That came one mm. week on the heels of a runner-up in a $20,000 race at the American Dream Shootout at Dragway 42. And that came one week on the heels of a $50,000 <laughs> triumph at the SFG event in Martin, Michigan. If you lost track there, if you are trying to keep score at home, I believe it's seven weekends. It's two $50,000 wins, a $20,000 win, a $20,000 runner-up, a $10,000 win. Kenny Underwood, this week's Seabrook Performance, who's hot. And this week was the first of the five that he did in the long skinny car. Mm. All the damage in the first four races was in his Jags Performance back Firebird. This week, the win in his Jags Performance Dragster. Kenny Underwood, Seabrook Performance, who's hot. It truly is a remarkable run by Kenny. Obviously, well known throughout our sport as one of the most difficult outs in the pits anytime he's in attendance. But my goodness, you know, it's it's just a run that you feel like can't, you know, it's got to end. We've been talking about it week after week. Like, like you said, Kenny, you know, maybe just overshadowed here or there because of some huge purse. He's beating the same people 
uh, within those events on the, some of the smaller races that they're beaten for the larger purses, but the, the large purse races get the attention. But 250K wins, a couple of big no-split finals, a, a, a runner-up on some huge stages it, it just really is very impressive and uh, great to see Kenny finally get what he deserves and the recognition he deserves by being the secret performance who's hot. And that was uh, yeah. really, really cool to see. It's no surprise. I mean, Kenny's done it all in this sport. He's been doing it a long time. He was one of, if not the most consistent winners at Moroso specifically, but all of the Florida Winter Series for decades. He's a former IHRA world champion. He's won the million dollar race. Like there's nothing seemingly very, very little in this sport at our level that Kenny Underwood hasn't accomplished. But I think it's safe to say he's never been on, if he's been on a six or seven week string like this at some point in his career, uh, and he may have, but I can rest assured it never paid this kind of dividends because we were living in a different world uh, of sports and drag racing in 2018, where I think it's safe to say, I joked about this last week, I think it's safe to say like after splits take home pay in the last seven weeks, Kenny Underwood has exceeded six figures. That's wow. pretty wild. Pretty darn nice. And um, you mentioned that he's won the million. He's still probably to date and forever will have the most memorable Winter Circle celebration at at least a million dollar event, if not one or all of them that's ever been held. So. It was a good one. Great job, Kenny. Congratulations on that. But Luke, there was some other racing that we'll talk about uh, outside of that Sunday race. Uh, that thing started out at Byron, the Firecracker Nationals, for the 30 grander. That, uh, where Andy Schmall got the victory over a guy that uh, won a 30 grander earlier this year in Vegas. And that was one cool hand Luke Bogacki. So tell us a little bit about your day on Friday and, and how that all shook out. To be completely honest, Big Jed, the results far exceeded the performance. It wasn't real pretty on my end, but I was tickled to death to uh, to stage up in another big final. We hadn't got to race much this year, so it's super rewarding to do some good. Got several breaks along the way, and then finally started making good runs pretty late and won a couple of coin flips, like literally quarterfinals and semifinals were both decided by less than a thousandth of a second. Oh, wow. went in my favor. Meanwhile, over on the door car side, Andy Schmall, who made the trip back home, so to speak. Uh, Andy's from Minnesota originally, now living in Idaho. Made the trip back, quote unquote, home to uh, to attend this event in Byron, see his family, and just mowing through them from the no box side. And this race was unique in that a lot of the 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 big dollar formats now run no box separately. But mo- there's some that that limit it to 32 cars. There's some that it's open and they struggle to get 10, 16 cars. At Byron, no box is the thing, and the door car side of the race was split almost evenly between no box and box. Wow. So when we got down to four cars total, there were two dragsters. There were two door cars, one box car, one no box car. That was the first round that they were combined. Andy, I don't know what the race was in the semis, but uh, he beat Mitch Vincent. It was one of the Vincents in the truck who had a box. And then in the final, no boxing against me and my dragster. And I turned it red, but it's not as if Andy, A, you should get some respect to the runs Andy was making to the fact that I turned it red right against a no box car he was 17 he shut off early he was going to make another good run so huge shout out to andy and it's been like the year of the bottom bowl racer between kevin pollard and jake howard and now andy schmall and i'm probably leaving out one or two that have just rolled through the box class or the or or a combined event 
Rick Bear. Rick Bear. There you go. Andy puts his name on that list, and deservedly so. Yeah, great job by Andy. Uh, truly one of the, the better bottom barbers in any part of the country and um, out there on the West Coast. Not getting a lot of opportunity at the big money races, but when he does, he certainly shows out. So great job, Andy, as always. Saturday, Luke, 100K. Now, this thing at Byron obviously was very well attended, which I'm sure you'll discuss anytime you want to, but um, it just seemed like it still kind of flew under the radar just a little bit, like, it just wasn't promoted like some of the other big money events, but yet they it, still blew it out. Pits were full. Yeah, it didn't have to be. Like it felt like a local event. Like I would say seventy five percent of the field were area racers. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know a lot of the people there, not a lot of the traveling professionals. But it was absolutely full. I don't know if they completely sold out the 400 entry maximum, but if they didn't, they were really close. And that place is an older facility. It's not small by any means, but when you pack 400 cars in there, like it was tight, it was full. And it was a really neat atmosphere. That's, I had been to Byron a couple of times. I did some schools in years past with Brian and Nick Folk, but I'd never actually been down the track till Friday morning. And just in general, to your point, like, I don't feel like it got a lot of buzz and it wasn't heavily promoted because it didn't have to be like they filled it with their, I wouldn't say just local racers, but the Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota group was really, really well represented. And then, of course, you had KB and Troy Williams Jr. and Underwood and on down the line, like the usual suspects that you would see there. But it wasn't your typical 50 or 100 grander like you just. There was a lot of new names and new faces, at least to me, the Northern Illinois bunch. And that group held their own. And case in point, the $100,000 main event, which went home with Byron regular Dennis DiValerio in his dragster. Yeah, Dennis got the win over Nick Gaines. And it says Nick uh, was no box racing. He, I guess, come out of the no box side of things. So, yeah, uh, in a really similar cool. situation to Friday, I believe the first round that box and no box were combined was the semis. And Nick got the semifinal win over Charlie Hama with his uh, digital delay cutlass to advance to the final. Where Di Valerio, I don't know what the race was in the final. I actually had to get out of there. We had to be home Sunday for uh, Jack's welcome party. But when I left, I think Dennis DiValerio had made three consecutive runs of, like, no worse than eight total. Oh. Yeah, he was laying it down pretty nasty. Yeah, it sounds like it. So another uh, big final round for a bottom bulb racer. So congratulations to Nick, but certainly uh, Dennis DiValerio for getting, um, I'm sure, the largest uh, victory he's had in his career thus far. So that's really cool. See $100,000 get paid out and, and get paid out to a guy that frequents the facility quite often so obviously sunday we talked about kenny underwood at length getting the fifty thousand dollar win don't want to take anything away from him but i think we've discussed that enough interesting note he beat david davis which david was uh the young man that come up with the runner-up today to uh, brandon taylor at the carolina sfg race where brandon won the hundred seventy five thousand dollar race and david had some uh, technical difficulties with the hot rod in the final and kept him from having a, a legitimate shot at the finish line to beat Brandon, but um, another really big final round for him. So that had to be really cool as well. Runner up a 175 and runner up a 50 is a, a great season, no matter what else happens. Yeah. I have no idea what David Davis has done between April and July, but I'm very confident in saying that he's having a heck of a year. 
<laughs> well said. So uh, how about we move into NHRA competition, Lucas Oil event at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis, where, oh, how about my, my guy right here? This is, I believed in him all along. I just happened to pick him up in a redraft, Brad Zaskowski. Got the win in super stock. And that was a little different did, setup for Zaskowski there. Did forecasting a little bit. We, we haven't actually got to that segment, although we have already recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're supposed to stop? <laughs> Brad Zaskowski is your super stock winner. Now, I'm a little bit disappointed in Zasko because he really took it easy on our friends at the AHRA. It was on Zasko to go to Byron. If Zasko wins at Byron, he gets, what was that, like a $5,000 bonus from HRA for winning a stick car? I believe you're that right. That was the race this weekend, and Zasko won this weekend. Like, the stars were aligned. Wow. Oh, he's track. But Zasko's probably not too upset about it. Got the win, dead on zero in the final. The win catapulted him into the national points lead in Superstock. So, <laughs> your friends at HRA are happy. Zasko's happy. I guess I'm the only one disappointed. <laughs> Do we need to stop and pay some bills and then come back to this since I messed it up? No, nah, no, nah, we're good. We'll just keep rolling. Okay. Nobody's Here's listening. Awesome. Um, <laughs> stock Eliminator final at Indy was a heads up. H stock automatic affair. Ken Wichter getting the win over Bo Fowler. And it looked like, like they were pretty evenly matched performance wise. And, and Wichter was a little bit late. I think he was like 120 something on the tree where it was probably a winnable race for Fowler. And he's like three thou red. And I don't like, I'm a bracket racing kind of guy. I think you are too, Jed. But like, there's something about a heads up race in stock or super stock, particular yeah. final that just gets the blood flowing. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it because you know they they're all amped up and uh, mentally and physically. So it's those are really cool to see. Over in top sportsman, look like Team Jed got on the board with my boy Don O'Neill getting the runner up. That was a nice, interesting note. I uh, was uh, submerged in. Um, WFC action, so I did not know that until I read the show notes. Great job, Don. Yeah, O'Neill with runner-up to Bob Mandel and just continuing this tear that he's on. Like He is a very legitimate threat to win you, Big Jed, the uh, the top sportsman world championship this year. Yeah. National event score is perfect. Now he's adding the final round on the divisional side. He's got a lot of points meets left. There's work yet to be done. But uh, our buddy O'Neill taking advantage of the podcast bump. And really putting his best foot forward here. He's making a run at this thing. Yes, he is. Keep it up, Dandy Don. And in Super Gas, Team Kevin got on the board with Devin Eisenhower getting the win. And uh, says he nearly doubled up with a runner-up in Super Comp. So that was a heck of an outing there for Eisenhower. He did. Adam Gerber got the best of him in the Super Comp final to spoil what was otherwise a perfect weekend. I think that uh, it was a huge field at Indy, too. I think they had 120 cars in each class. So Devin turned on 13 consecutive win lights before uh, taking one on the chin there in the Super Comp final. Awesome outing for him at his home track. Devin's a young guy that he should be no stranger to you guys. He was the Division Three Super Gas World Super Gas Champ last season. Kevin picked him in his uh, for his Super Gas roster this year. Young racer that has a huge bright future in front of him, and it certainly looking more and more like the future is now. Then huge that stood out there. Epping is kind of like it's its own little world. It's kind of like Seattle on the other coast. Like you just see a lot of names and a lot of racers that don't make it 
to a lot of the other events just from a geographical standpoint. The only note that really stood out to me was uh, Mike Robolato. We had talked about him a couple weeks ago and how red hot he has been in Supercomp. He got another win at Epping. Just as a recap, he was a runner-up a few weeks ago at the points meet in New Media, the Division One race, and uh, he defeated Austin Williams in the final round of the Jags All-Stars at Chicago. So it's been a heck of a month for Mike Robolato. It's not quite Kenny Underwood, not quite Kevin Pollard status, but in the world of 890 racing, Mike Robolato has been as hot as anybody. Yeah, sound like things are really going well for Mike, and I'm glad to see that. Did you notice how I just didn't say anything between those two results? Because I really didn't know what you were going to do there, and I now I've ruined the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast this week, so I was trying to be careful. My apologies for that. But I think assuming- you just muted yourself, no? No, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming it's okay to go ahead and talk about the big event at Capital Raceway over the weekend. Jed, this show's so off the rails, we can do no wrong at this point. Let's just <laughs> I'm a mess, too. I'm a mess. <laughs> Capital Raceway had their 10K and 5K guaranteed purse, by the way. So uh, that was a really big deal for, for the area racers there. And uh, Saturday's 10K was won by Jason Hoff. He got the win in a car dialed 416. And it's reported he did a 100-foot wheelie. They raced in the 330? Yeah, he did. Did a 100-footer with the front wheels in there, tripping the 60 with the back tires, and still recorded a .959. Good Lord. So that's scratching out pretty good right there for Jason Hoff. Uh, 416 dial in is fast enough, and then doing wheelies at that. So good for Jason. Great big win there on the 10K. And Sunday, they wrapped that up in the 5K event where Jason Parker got the win to collect his big payday for the weekend. Didn't Hoff, am I mistaken, didn't he win a big race? I think it was at Capitol earlier this season in his Vega, showing that diversity. Yeah. Very impressive, very impressive. And and you definitely get style points for doing it dialed 416 on the pogo stick. Way to go, Jason Hoff. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up, Big Jed, we are going to have our friend... Kevin McKenna on with us for our NHRA redraft as we kind of rehash the 2018 NHRA season at the midpoint and uh, see if, at least for me personally, see if I can't avenge some of my, what I thought were great picks four or five months ago that just uh, have not panned (laughs) out. I really got to do well here on the free agency market. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available. Subscribe. And you can do that on Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day. All right, gang, this is going to be a bit of a different advertisement. I just want to take a minute to talk about some of the things that we've got going on within This Is Bracket Racing Elite. As most of you have probably gathered, Elite is an exclusive membership community within which my co-instructor, Kevin Brandon, and I work to help our members become the best version of themselves that they can be on the racetrack. And we do that via regular training videos, blogs, a group-wide practice regimen with weekly challenges, live video chats, and more. 
Recently, we've made some additions to This is Bracket Racing Elite in an effort to better impact our growing variety of of members. We've hosted a handful of in-depth, long-form interviews. Again, this is exclusive to our members with some of the biggest names in our industry, like John Kyle, Peter Biondo, Tommy Phillips, Jason Lynch, and most recently, Austin Williams. Within these interviews, these these are long. They're an hour plus, and we kind of get to know these guys, try to find out a little bit about what makes them tick, and hopefully apply some bits and pieces of their approach to our own individual programs. In addition, We've recently created a subgroup of This Is Bracket Racing Elite specifically for super class racers, 890, 990, 1090 competitors. This subgroup, which is just an addition to the regular This Is Bracket Racing Elite content, includes nothing but super class specific trainings, chats, and discussion. Does that sound interesting? I guarantee you that it's better than I can make it sound here on the podcast. You can ask any of our 150 plus current members. Learn more and join by visiting thisisbracketracing.com. All right, joining us now, National Dragster Senior Editor Kevin McKenna for one of our favorite segments. This is We call this the NHRA Draft, the NHRA Pick'em. Those of you that are loyal listeners know we had Kevin on back in what, late January, early February, and uh, we brought him in on our NHRA draft this year. Last year, he was a, he was a correspondent. He was coaching us along. Uh, this year, we had him join the fun. So we each picked three sportsman drivers in each of the NHRA sportsman categories from super stock down, I guess, super stock, stock, super comp, super gas, top dragster, and top sportsman for our world champion picks. And keep in mind... None of this is worth anything unless you're number one. You only get you only score if you actually pick the world champion. So here we are, a little bit past the halfway point in the 2018 season, and it's time for the redraft. So, Kevin, what's happening? How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Hope you are. Good. I'm doing great. Just uh, looking forward to uh, figuring this mess out and seeing uh, how bad we fouled up the first half. <laughs> Yeah, well, just as like a spoiler alert, you guys didn't foul this up nearly as badly as I did. I came into this as the defending champion. I was a little, I was up pretty high on my horse. I'm going to have to have a real good free agency period right here for this to work out for me. I, I Most of the guys that I want are on y'all's teams. So I don't have a great feeling about this, but... The one thing I do have going for me in this scientific way that we determined who was going to get the first pick here in the in the redraft period, I won. So I get to pick the first class and the first driver. Jed goes second. Kevin goes third. Is that right, Mark? Pretty sure that's the way we have it. All right. So with that in mind, I am going to start off in Superstock. Producer Mark, if you would, remind the listeners what our current rosters look like. Okay, we have in Superstock, Luke with Jimmy DeFrank, Jody Lang, and Nick Folk. Kevin has Justin Lamb, Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., Aaron Stanfield, and Jed has Slate Cummings, Kevin Helms, and David Rampey. All right, Kevin, it's the midway point in the season. At this point in Superstock, who is the favorite or the favorites? And maybe, I don't know, give us like three to five contenders as you kind of scroll down the point sheet. Well, I mean, if you start at the top, Brad Zaskowski had a big week here in India last week, took over the points lead, got a pretty robust score 
485 for having eight races in, you know, as, as we were discussing a few minutes ago, it doesn't look like anybody's really seized the reins in any class. So you'd have to think almost anyone in the top 10 is still alive. But uh, I see Anthony Bertazzi lurking around number three. Jerry Hatch uh, got a nice score. Brandon Bakkes, Craig Galtieri, a couple guys that uh, Division Four guys in there that have had some decent seasons. So uh, wide open. All right. Well, I got first pick here, and I've been saying for like two months that nobody that wasn't named Justin Lamb or Anthony Bertozzi had any shot at this. Zaskowski's trying to prove me wrong. I just think those two guys, based on what they've done to this point and the pedigree, so to speak, like the the past accomplishments, it's just hard to bet against him. Now, if I had my druthers, I'd draft Justin Lamb, but somehow I don't think Kevin's going to turn him loose. Anthony Bertozzi is a free agent, so... That's where I'm going with the first pick. I'm going to drop. I actually have drops next to every name that I've got. So I'll start off. Drop, I'll just start off at the top. I'll drop Jimmy DeFrank. Sorry, Jimmy. And I'll pick up Anthony Bertozzi. Okay. Good choice. Where are you going, Jed? You get the next pick. You, you, you stand in Pat. You got Slate, Kevin Helms, David Rampey. Well, I am actually on my first go around going to drop Kevin Helms. And I will pick up Brad Zeskowski. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. He was on my big board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The points later. The points later. Should should be funny how that works. Consider heavily. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Team Kevin is uh, Justin Lamb. And if you want to wave him, I do have the next pick. That'd be fine. Cooter. Uh, yeah. You know, you're, you're breaking up real bad. <laughs> so, um, I think he's, uh, he's going to stay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm almost tempted to stand pat with the lineup I got because mm-hmm. they, they are all. Uh, Still in contention, although I look at Aaron Stanfield and, and he's got uh, more 30s and 40s on his sheet than I'd like to see. And, and I really think he's probably going to dedicate himself to the factory stock showdown and top their extra from here on out. So as much as I don't like doing it, I am going to drop Aaron Stanfield and I'm going to pick up Brandon Bakke's. All right. Stanfield out. He's in. All right. So this is, uh, this is back to me. All right, Chad got Saskowski. I got Anthony. All right, I um, like I said, I feel like I got nothing to lose here, so I'm going to go ahead and drop Jody Lang. And I'm going to go – I don't have any inside information here, and I may end up looking really foolish because he might not go to another race. But Kyle Rizzoli's been to two races, and he has 200. Yeah. So some quick math tells you that that's a 105 average. That's what you get for winning. Two appearances, two wins. I don't know if he's going to make enough races to contend – but I know he's got the talent to do it, and he's obviously got the foundation to put up a huge score. So I'm going to drop off Jody Lang. I'm going to pick up Kyle Rizzoli. Big Jed. This is uh, one of the most painful moments I've ever had on the Sportsman <laughs> Drag Racing podcast because this shouldn't even be allowed. And I certainly never thought you'd hear me say it. But I am going to drop David Rampey. My apologies, Rambo. You're still the greatest in my eyes. Always have been. Always will be. Sometimes you got to make tough decisions. That this is a tough one, <laughs> and I am going to take Pete Peary. Now I don't know if that's Perry or Peary because there was one of these at the races this weekend. He said it's Perry, but whichever one it is, I'm taking double P. Fair enough. Pete Peary to Team Jed. Mark, I hope you're keeping up with this better than I am. I'm trying to keep up with it and talk at the same time, and I, I can't do it. 
Is this come back to me now? No, this is Kevin's turn. <laughs> Kevin's pick. I, I don't, Kevin's got now Justin Lamb, Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., and just picked up Bakey's, Brandon Bakey's. Yeah, and, and I, I believe I'm going to stand pat with those three. Okay, so back to me. I can ditch Nick. All right. I, I, I kind of take pleasure in that. Like, you you had to apologize to David Rampey. I'm like, yeah, I'm kicking Nick off the team. Um, <laughs> all right, so that leaves me with a few options I still had on my big board. All right, I'm going to drop Nick Folk. I'm going to pick up Brian Martell. Martell's another one, Division One racer. Hasn't been to a ton of races so far. He's got six events on the ledger. Got a runner-up, a semi, a quarter. He's got a score that got a scorecard that's got some potential. So I'll pick up Brian Martell. Jed, you want to do anything? Or are you standing pat here? Well, you know, slate looks like to me. I don't. You know, I'm a just a footbreak racer from Alabama, so I don't really know how to go in there and dive into like how they're scoring each race and what they should be dropping and picking up. All that's just kind of Chinese to me. This Maybe is why Gab- you've got a decal on your car of you picking your nose, Big Jim. <laughs> Maybe Gab's probably got an outside chance at best, but I'm gonna stick with him. I think I'll stay with Slate there on the team, not drop him. So. All right. In the in our scientific method for uh, picking, you were number two, Big Jed. So you get to select the category that we go to next. Well, I think that I should move to the stock category next. Okay. Mark, yeah. can bring us up to date on stock eliminator. In stock, we have Luke with Joseph Santangelo, Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., Slate Cummings. Kevin has Justin Lamb, Brad Burton, Jerry Emmons, and Jed has Kevin Helms, Jeff Strickland, and Jeff Lopez. I like my Jeffs. <laughs> so I would I will, like your Jeffs, too. <laughs> I will keep both of my Jeffs. And I don't know. You know, we talked about this kid last week, and I just want him on my team again. Unfortunately, we'll have to drop Kevin Helms. Uh, one of the best in NHRA history, and his, I don't know if it just slowed down or what, but I'm going to take Thomas Fletcher. Good pick. National points leader. A little yeah, bit of shock so far, there. I got both of those in super stock and stock, so if nothing else, I'm leading the points this week and feeling really good about it. Uh, yeah, and looking at this team, if I had to handicap like the stock points, I think the three favorites might be your three team members. Jeff Strickland, Jeff Lopez, Thomas Fletcher. <laughs> Lopez a ways down the list, but he's only been to like four races, and he's won yes. half of them. Yes. So, Come on, thanks, man. All right. <clears throat> he is building a house. So as much as I don't want that process to go badly for Jeff, um, if it kept him away from the races for another month, that might work out for me. Kevin's next. <laughs> uh, again, I, I kind of like what I'm looking at here, although I believe I'm going to make one change. Don't, don't see a whole lot of uh, Jerry Emmons on there, so... Uh, I believe I'm going to cut him loose in favor of Austin Williams, right? Is he, is he available? Right? Austin he is, is available. Yes. He is. Okay. All right. So we have Austin Williams on team K-Mac. All right. I'm not in a lot better position in stock than I was in super stock. I will keep Slate Cummings standing uh, number two nationally, just two points out of the lead, although he is a race behind Thomas Fletcher. But I like Slate's chances, obviously, capable of getting it done i'm gonna drop joseph santangelo uh he's had a pretty good season in super stock hasn't had much rolling at all in stock and in his place i am going to pick up 
Brian McClanahan. McClanahan's sitting 10th right now with just five races on the docket. It's got a win and two runner-ups. That sounds like a good foundation to me. So give me Brian McClanahan in place of Joseph Santangelo. So we're back to you, Big Jed. I don't think you're making another move. No, sir. I'm done. My stock team is where, right where I want it to be. All right, Kevin, your option? I believe I'm going to stand pat. Okay, I'm, not, I'm, I'm wholesale changes here. I got nothing to lose. I'm going to drop Cooter. I'm going to drop Jimmy Hidalgo Jr. And in his place, ooh, I had two more on the board. I figured you guys would take one of them and make this easier on me. I have this feeling that Justin Lamb's going to make some points meets because he has a perfect national event score in Superstock. I'm sure that Kevin's mm-hmm. counting on that. Oh, Kevin's got Justin Lamb already on a stock team, so that is easy. Okay, Justin. Yeah, yeah I, made, I, made that, I made that easy for you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll rule that out, and I will go with Jody Lang. I know how difficult it is and how rare it is to win a world championship from Division Six, but if anybody can do it, Jody Lang's already got two wins on the board, and... Well, I guess this doesn't look good for your current total. Like, he's got some riffraff in there. He's got two or three first-round losses. I know that doesn't look good right now, but they're easy to improve on, in theory. I'll take Jody Lang to make a run. So I'll drop off Cooter, add Jody Lang. Okay, you guys have me feeling real good about my stock, or just about my ability to go in there and look and try to pick winners, because obviously I took Thomas Fletcher. Jody Lang, Austin Williams, and Brian McClanahan were the next three on my big board, and you took them all although they were positioned in different areas. So maybe I'm better at this than I thought. Yeah, way to do your homework, Big Jed. I'm impressed. <laughs> not, not bad. Just look in the top ten and pick yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you want, if you're looking at the point sheet, Big Jed, you really want big numbers on the left, little numbers on the right. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's on to Kevin. Kevin, you have the floor. You get to pick class and make the first swap. Mm, all right. Well, I appear to need the most help in super comp i believe so let's go there all right kevin you want to give us a super comp rundown or mark i'm yeah. sorry mark <laughs> Woo, it's been a long day <laughs> yes it has <laughs> in super comp we have jed with john labouche jr marco Paravalaris, nick folk luke has kevin brannon austin williams christopher dodd and Kevin has Gary Stinnett, Phil Smita, and Trevor Larson. Okay, Mac, this looks pretty wide open. You got a feel for it? Well, I believe you'd be a fool to uh, to leave Edmund Richardson hanging out there when he's third and uh, got plenty of opportunities to improve. So we're going to start by dropping Trevor Larson and uh, picking up Edmund. Oh, okay. Yeah, he might have been on my big board. May or may not have. He's only the winningest driver in Super Comp history. So, good pick. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he appears to have a solid resume. <laughs> uh, okay, so I got to stick with Austin. He's defending world champion and the current points leader, although his current score is definitely not championship worthy. But there is, uh, there's potential there, certainly. So, I'm sticking, Aust- I'm sticking with Austin for sure. Other, my other team... Mates, my other uh, team members, KB, which it's going to break my heart, but KB's essentially given up. He's going bracket racing. Didn't have a good start to the NHRA season. So I'm going to wave KB. You got Edmund. I am going to go. Hmm. I, I, you got to pick up Chris Gerritsen. Uh, I mean, he's only a round and a half behind Austin. He's currently in second place nationally. He's got a full divisional yet to claim. 
I'm a little bit trepid, and this is nothing against Chris Gerritsen, but like, I don't know who he is. But he's had a heck of a year. You know what I mean? Like, either I've never heard of him. Yeah, like normally you would think, like, so you're looking at top ten of Supercomp, you would know these names. I don't. But what he's done thus far, particularly on the divisional side, is super impressive. He's got a, a semifinal finish at the national event at Gainesville, and then divisionally he's got a win, a runner up, and a quarterfinal. That's strong, especially up in Division One, where it's. I mean, it's tough everywhere, but that's a that's a tough field of Supercompers. So just basically on the numbers alone, I'm going to wave off. KB, I'm going to pick up Chris Garrettson. Waving KB, picking up CG. <laughs> I'm a little aggravated moving into my pick because I did this a couple of weeks ago, and I've been, obviously, while we're talking, looking at NHRA.com and getting the, the standings and looking down through there and making sure my, my pick's still what I want. And I believe Kevin has gone into NHRA.com and blocked me at this point from Supercomp because I'm on lockdown. So I've got the names that I have written down a couple of weeks ago. So, Kevin, if you've done this, please set me free. You, you have vastly overestimated my uh, talents as an IT person. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to drop Nick Folk, and I'm going to pick up Ray Ray Miller. And I don't have any idea where Ray Ray is. I just have him written on my sheet in my first spot. So Let me help you out, Big Jed, because... When you see Ray Miller on the point sheet, you would just assume it's Ray Ray. It's actually Pops that's having a good year. Yeah, wow. it, it, I was going to want a oh, clarification wow. on that. Yeah, you, you really want Ray Miller Jr. He's sitting uh, fourth in the country right now and a one points meet behind the leaders. So on paper, like when he stages his next points meet, he overtakes Austin Williams. So that's where you want to go there. Yeah. I just took the old man then. That's right. Now, now, now Ray Ray is not doing horrible wouldn't be the worst pick ever but right yeah i, I think you want dad well good I, I like that i'll go with junior instead of the third and uh big ray up for you looking at guys I, I appreciate it since i mean i'm really on lockdown this is unbelievable but uh <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do some refreshing here but i will take ray miller jr yes all right so it's back to kevin's currently looking at a team of gary stinnett phil smida and edmund richardson Star power on yeah, that team. And, right I be- and I believe Phil Smyta needs to uh, to go, unfortunately. And I'm going to go right down the list here, and I, and I know they've had the craziest up and down season ever, but uh going to have to take Coy Collier because he still has a lot of potential. Coy's yeah, on my like big that. board. I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I had Austin, I had Christopher Dodd, and I picked up Chris Gerritsen. And I said I was probably going to keep Christopher, like probably hold. I really need Christopher to go racing. He's got a decent score. He just hasn't been anywhere. Man, there's a there's a guy that I really want to pick up. I'm torn. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger. I'm gonna wave Christopher Dodd. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. I'm gonna pick up a guy that's been to less races. I'm gonna pick up Bradley Johnson because he's a Division Five racer. Division Five hasn't really gotten started. He's been to three races thus far. He's been in two final rounds. Won the national event at Vegas, runnered up the points meet at Denver, and like I say, the schedule is about to come into his wheelhouse. I was really impressed with his performance at the Springfling Million, that whole trip at Vegas. So I'm picking up Bradley Johnson. Jed, any more movement on your end? Well, uh, yes, I've moved to Google Chrome and uh, making another <laughs> run at this thing. Uh, I appreciate you asking. That was a stall tactic. 
I am back on NHRA.com through Google Chrome. Thank you, Google Chrome. Shout out. Put those in your shout outs, Luke. I'm going to take a guy that I just like a lot. Looking at it, I don't know that he's really in position to do it, but I'm going to take Jonathan Anderson just because I like him. I don't even care if he wins. He was on my big board. He's got like a a near-perfect national event score. His divisional score leaves some to be desired, but he's got division races left, so I don't think that's an awful pick at all. Oh, good. Who'd you wave off? Did you wave off Junior? I waved off Marco. I apologize. I didn't do that. I I was so confused with the change (laughs) of my search engine. My apologies. (laughs) So where did we go here? That's back to Kevin? I believe believe it's me, and uh, you know— at this point, it certainly doesn't seem like Gary Stennett is going to pursue the championship there. So we will drop oh, him, and we're dropping the whole team. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna restock here. <laughs> I, I'm gonna just take a swing, take a swing for the fences. I'm gonna go with Robert Neighbor, just because he's only got five races in, and they're all fourth round, third round, or better. Yeah, that's a good pick. Oh, wow. I just pulled up his sheet. Yeah, I like that. All right, so Robert Neighbor. So Kevin did a line change. Out was Stinnett, Smyta, Larson, in, Edmund Richardson, Coy Collier, Robert Neighbor. I'm going to stand pat. I've, uh, I've I've restocked with the exception of Austin. Big Jed, you've got John LaBoose Jr., Ray Miller Jr., Jonathan Anderson. Are you good there, or are you dropping Little John? No, I'll keep Little John. It doesn't look great for him, but... You know, he is little John, so anything's possible. I'll I'll keep him around. All right. So this is back to me. I've got top dragster, top sportsman, and super gas on the board. I'm pretty happy with my top sportsman roster. Again, second straight year. I'm not at all happy with my top dragster roster. So let's go there. Let's go top dragster. Mark, tell me who we got. In top dragster, we have Kevin with Aaron Stanfield, Steve Furr, and Kyle Seibel. Jed has Paul Nero, Mike Coughlin, and Lynn Ellison. And Luke has KB, Jeff Strickland, and J.R. Baxter. Okay, can I can I wave my entire team right off the bat, or do I have to go one at a time? <laughs> well, you can wave them all, but you can only pick one. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll start by dropping off KB. You've got Paul Nero. That looks, I mean, it's a long way away, and nobody's got an insurmountable score, but I would say if you're laying odds, he's probably the favorite. KB's got Aaron Stanfield. He's in second. All right, I'm going to wave KB. I'm going to pick up Mark Jones, Division 4. That brings your pick, Big Jed. Yeah, I am going to waive the 2017 champion in Lynn Ellison, and I am going to pick up Russ Laris. Baby Larice. Is it Larice? Yeah, it is yeah. Larice. And it's Ross, but you almost got it. Oh, did I say Russ? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, does, does he have an uncle you don't know about? Well, look, I would like to wave Lynn Ellison. I mean, we'll wave uh, Russ Laris and pick up Ross Larice. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I, guys, I'm working on no sleep. I mean, I'm really blitzed right now from the WFC. It's just bad. Okay, Mac, where are we going? Well, I, I uh, obviously Aaron Stanfield is staying, and and I think I think I'm going to hang on to Kyle just. Uh, because I yeah. there's still a little potential there. Yeah, um, well, it kind of gets back to that. We think Justin's going to go to points meets, so maybe Kyle will go to points meets. If he does, he's definitely got a shot. Yeah, and, and I just think you've got a, a couple 
chop towards the end of the year coming up. I, I, I think they'll go to enough to make it work. So, uh, so I suppose at this point, hate to do it, but we'll probably drop Mr. Fur and, uh, gonna take a swing at, uh, I believe Jeff Taylor. Oh, okay. Division, division one or division seven, Jeff Taylor. Uh, division seven, Jeff Taylor. Gotcha. Jeff Taylor. Only been to two nationals. Uh, one of which was a DNQ. So, oh, um, oh. you know, if, if he can do a little something there. Yeah. He's got a 10 in there. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so I said I was dropping the whole team, which normally like you wouldn't drop KB and Jeff Strickland, but they haven't done so well. So I dropped KB. I'm going to drop Strick, and I'm going to pick up Al Kenny, former Super Comp World Champion. I'm hoping he goes for his second World Championship in his second category. Go for it, big gun. All right. Well, I'm going to drop Mike Coughlin. And again, I don't even know my guys' names, like how you say them, but I'm going to go with that. I, I would say that's not Darian, that's Darren, but uh, is it Bosch or Bosch? But I think it's Bosch. I think we've had this argument before, and the, the conclusion that we reached was that we don't know. Yeah, we, we could have had it before the show, and I would have forgotten it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a homer. I'm picking these guys right here in the top five every time I can get them, so heck with it. Let's do it, Darian. Kevin, you standing pat? I am. I am good. Uh, I believe. All right, I'm going to take my last drop. I'm going to scrap Jr. Baxter, perennial top ten finisher. Not having a great year. All right, I got Mark Jones. I got Al Kenny. Mm. I got two good ones on my big board here. Let's. Uh, you guys, you guys, bear with me here. I got to study a little bit. <laughs> take your time. Yeah, I'm going to go the same way I went in Superstock. Yeah, um, Anthony Bertozzi. Sitting back there outside of the top 10 right now, but has plenty of races left on the docket. And um, like you had mentioned, Kevin, with Jeff Taylor, Anthony's actually got a 10 on the board at a division race, like a non-qualifier mm-hmm. broke. So, yeah, I, uh, I like my chances there. Give me, uh, give me A, B. 17 world championships can't be wrong. All right, so my top dragster team, Mark Jones, Al Kenny, Anthony Bertozzi, completely revised, line change in TD. Looks like Kevin's got Aaron Stanfield, Kyle Seipel, Jeff Taylor. Big Jed, sticking with Paul Nero, current points leader. Ross Larice, Darian Bosch, the all-name team for Big Jed, once he learns to pronounce them. <laughs> Speaking of you, Big Jed, you get to go next. What class are we going? we got Top Sportsman left and Super Gas. I probably should go Top Sportsman, but I just, I don't know, my Super Gas team, I felt like needed the most help, so I'm going to go Super Gas. And all right, give us the uh, give us a rundown in Super Gas, Mark. All right, in Super Gas we have Ray Miller the third, Steve Williams, and Devin Eisenhower for Kevin. Jed has Steve Fur, Chris Cannon, Jacob Elrod, and Luke has John Labouche Jr., Mike Sawyer, and Tom Stalba. Let me just butt in on here, Jed, because I was so fired up about my Super Gas team. I mean, I have the defending world champion. The guy that should have won like three world championships by now in Sawyer and Tom Stalva. Like I was high on my horse. You know what I'm going to do? This is going to be a huge surprise. <laughs> He's crapping them all. I'm going to do a line change. <laughs> so, Big Jed. Well, I will go first, obviously. And again, I'm not great at all this stuff, but I am going to scrap Chris Cannon 
and I will pick up Koi Collier. I don't know. I just feel like Koi's driving at a really high level right now, and uh, I like his chances. Good pick, good pick. K-Mac, you got the second go with this. Yeah, I am going to get rid of uh, Steve Williams, and uh, well, I, I believe you left one out there, Jed. I think I like uh, Aaron Kennard's chances a little better than Koi Collier's. But. Dang it. Yeah. I agree. On paper, Kennard definitely looks strong. It's early, and he's only been to six races, but 404 through six is stout. Yeah. Got, uh, what, three final round appearances in six races? Yep, and, he, and he's got a first and a second to, to get rid of. All right. I'll start my mass exodus in Supergas by dropping the defending world champ, John LaBoost Jr., and uh, I'll pick up the current points leader. Give me Jim Perry Jr. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jed's still looking at Steve for Jacob Elrod and the new edition of Coit Collier. Yeah, so I will drop Jacob Elrod and I'm going way down the list. Don't really ask me why, but I'm going with Mike Boner. He was on my big board. I like that. I, I just figured yeah. when you said you don't really know why you were going somewhere in Alabama, so you shocked me a little bit with that <laughs> off-the-radar pick. Are there any super gas racers from Alabama? <laughs> Is there somebody I, I can pick, Jensen? I don't know if there's a super gas car in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Carl Watts. Shout out to Clint Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah my, man, my man, Carl Watts. <laughs> oh, shoot. Whose turn is next? Kevin. Got Ray Ray, yeah, Devin, I, uh, Howard, Aaron Kennard. Yeah, I'm going to uh, drop Ray Miller. Just, just too many mid-round finishes, I think, for him to uh, to get there. Boy, a li- little torn, but I'm thinking maybe Ray Sawyer. Yeah, he was on my list too. And you guys are really making this tough on me because I was wanting, I was like intent on scrapping my whole team. I'm running out of big borders. The no, and we talked about this off air, Kevin. Like Supergas in particular, just looks like. At the top, not to take anything away from the racers that are at the top, but the scores to this point have been underwhelming. Like, Jim Perry is the leader by nine rounds right now, but he's close to maxed out with a score that would not typically win the world championship. Like, it's 536. Like, that's a questionable top 10 score most years. Um, yeah, that, just, that's not getting in the top 10 most years. Right. It just looks like a year where, like, the first one to 600 wins, and there's probably mm-hmm. legitimately... 50 guys and gals right now that have a shot at getting to 600. Okay, I will drop... Including, including you, should you decide to go that route. The second hey, time. I have a lot of claims left. 14, <laughs> to be exact. Let's go. I'll drop uh, Stalba, and I will pick up Casey Plazier, Division 6. Okay. Casey was on my big board. I'm feeling really good about this. <laughs> You're catching on, Big Jet. I think I'm getting better at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's back to you. sticking with fuzz. Is it bad that you don't have? No, you do this for a living, Kevin. You don't need a big board. I, I, don't, I don't even have a little board. I have, I have, a, I have a, an empty <laughs> envelope that I'm scribbling notes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to make it that much more embarrassing when Kevin beats our teeth in, Big Jen. Yeah. Right. So the question was, am I sticking with fuzz? And uh, the answer is yes. I don't even care how good or bad he does. Just keeping him on my team. Just how uh, I do it. I'm I'm loyal sometimes to a fault. Okay. Well, Kevin's already picked up Aaron Kennard, Ray Sawyer. Are we sticking with Devin Eisenhower, K-Mac? I believe so. 
Yeah, I think that's a good pick, too. Shoot, you guys have exhausted my board here. I'm going to have to go fishing a little bit. I When I did this three weeks ago, my comment next to Mike Sawyer was hold, I guess. Like, that wasn't real firm, you know, on my end. And since then, he's been to like two races and hasn't got out of third or fourth round. It's just not looking like the year that Mike Sawyer is going to put up the score that I know he's going to put up eventually. Let me go. Well, just I'll go jet on him right here. I'm going to go Homer because I live in the state of Illinois. One of my favorite racers in the state of Illinois is Larry Bernhausen. One of my favorite cars mm-hmm. in the state of Illinois is Larry Bernhausen's Vegas Station Wagon. And he's in the top 10. That, that, that car was around when I was a kid. Yeah, that car's awesome. All right, so I will drop Mike Sawyer. I will pick up Larry Bernhausen. Last class is then Top Dragster? Top Sportsman. Sportsman. Top Sportsman. We already did Top Dragster. Where am I at? All right, Mark. Give us the rundown in TS. Uh, in Top Sportsman, we have Jed with Jeffrey Barker, Don O'Neill, Mike Furter, Luke with Sandy Wilkins, Mark McDonald, and Lester Johnson. Kevin with Ed Open, Keith Rafferty, and Marco Abruzzi. Kevin, and I believe I get first. Yeah. Well, as you as you predicted six months ago, Marco was not going to pursue the points. So Marco's been bracket Marco racing on. with us a little bit. Yeah, and I am going to pick up Dusty Meyer. That's a good pick. So then it goes back to me. It does. I've been waiting to say this all day. I'm going to stand pat. I got Sandy Wilkins. I like my chances there. He's got to do something at his last national. Like whether or not he wins a world championship probably comes down to what he does at his last national. And he's got one left. It needs to be a good one. I've got Lester Johnson, who's had a, a pretty good year. And like he goes six O's in top sportsman. I'm not taking him off my team just for that. And I've got Mark McDonald, who is quietly in position. Like he's a little off the radar. He's outside the top 10, might be outside of the top 20. Got a lot of races left to claim, so I'll stick with Big Mac. So, Luke, are you going to keep Lester Adkins on your team, or are you taking him off? No, I'm going to stick with Lester Johnson. I'm going to I'm going to let you guys pick up Lester Adkins if you want him. <laughs> I am man. This is what a terrible break. And so I picked Jeffrey Barker. You know, he's my first pick, and I was just jumped all over that. And then you know, my man quits and goes and races other classes and tunes Lindsay's car or whatever. So. Unbelievably, I gotta take Jeffrey Barker off the team. <laughs> Waving the best driver in the history of the class. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's, that's like cutting LeBron. <laughs> it really is. It's unbelievable that I even did that. I am going to take again, just like I've been doing, just getting up near the top and hoping for the best. I'm going to take Bud Pruce. Oh, all right. Well. I was probably going to make that same move. Um, yes. But I, I got one more I want to do. I'm going to drop Keith Raftery, and I am going to pick up Ronnie Proctor. Okay. Proctor was on my board if I wanted to drop somebody. I think that's a good pick there. Jeff Brooks is sitting up top, but I, I just don't think he's going to stay there. Right. Yeah, I got a lot of races already in the books. Big Jed, any other moves? I, um, I planted my seeds here. I'm going to stand pat. Yeah, I am going to take uh, Mike Furter off the team. Yeah, you got to stick with O'Neill. He just had another final this weekend. I am sticking with O'Neill. O'Neill will remain on the team. I'm torn between my next pick. I wish I could phone a friend because I'd like to know if this guy's going to go to any nationals. Seem like he's had. You got two friends on the phone right now. 
<laughs> yep, these guys don't want to help. They want to hurt. One's already blocked my NHRA.com through Explore. So, <laughs> is this uh, is this phone a friend that you want to call in in the state of Kansas? Uh, I don't know where he lives, but I'm guessing that's where Earl Foes lives. Oh, okay. No, that wasn't the one I had in mind. But okay. Oh, because oh. you know I want to know if Earl's like you got zero nationals so far, but he's he looks pretty strong on the divisional side. So. Wondering if he's going to chase any nationals. Seemed like he would have already had an opportunity to run some and has chosen not to. So, what's the deal, Earl? Uh, <laughs> so, and I, I want uh, I want Hollywood, too. So, I, I'm torn between, and I'm telling you all this because I know I'm the last guy picking. Everybody's standing pat. So, I'm torn between Hollywood and Earl. I mean, is there any chance one of you guys would offer up something to help me, or am I just speaking? Uh, to, to, be, to be honest with you, um, I have no knowledge of either one, although I find it really suspect that Earl Fulce was a Division Four guy. I mean, didn't go to Houston or Gainesville or a- any of the events that had top sportsmen. I'm, I'm a little, um, it's a little bit of a mystery to myself. So. Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. But Earl's no stranger to going fast. Like Earl was going fast when I was pooping yellow. Like he can, he can get in any national event he wants to go to. From here on out, where's he going to go from Louisiana? To well, I'm not worried about the logistics of it, Kevin. I'm just saying he can go fast as he needs to go. <laughs> you trying to talk me in, Earl, knowing he ain't going to go to any races? I have no idea. Vicky. Give me Hollywood. I don't like this subliminal messaging <laughs> that's going on here. Give me Hollywood. Give me Donnie Urban. Let's do this, Wood. All right. Well, I think that might have been the most entertaining half hour in the history of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. Uh, we're really bringing the energy this week. So, Kevin, thank you for uh, taking some time out of your night and coming on with us. We'll put it to our listeners to figure out what we're going to have to do in your honor when you win this thing, because I think it looks pretty good for you. But a lot can happen between now and November, right? Yeah, yeah that, that is a fact. Um, mm. I'm, I'm not counting anything yet. <laughs> Well, we certainly appreciate your time, K-Mac. You know, I'm, I'm available any week. I love what you guys do. And uh, someday you just want to shoot the breeze about sports and racing in general. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. So uh, give me a call anytime. Awesome. Thanks, Kevin. See you, man. You're welcome. L-Ride and you come out like the world champ. You've been waiting all in long. Hearing them go on and on. So you can prove them all wrong. Only thing that matters is sometimes racing next week it's time to discuss next week's major events news updates releases and announcements it's what's on tap all right luke there's a few races on tap it's uh it's a little bit light because it's middle of july and not a lot of people schedule their their big events at that time of the year but real quickly there's an ihra summit sportsman spectacular event at mooresville dragway and Mooresville, North Carolina. And uh, again, that's a great format, guys, for you bracket racers. So get on out there to Mooresville and uh, support that IHRA Summit Sportsman Spectacular event. Old Dominion Duels at Virginia Motorsports Park. That's coming up as well this weekend. On the IHRA side, Division Three has a Lucas Oil race at Route 66. And uh, there's a Division Six Lucas Oil event at Woodburn Drag Strip in Woodburn, Oregon. Some pretty good races out there. and um, Yeah, and then on the big, big money scene, uh, SFG makes its return to Martin, Michigan for, I believe they're calling that the summer uh, shootout this weekend up at uh, Martin. Four days of huge dollar action. So we'll be sure to cover that on next week's episode of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. Yep, so a little bit of racing for everybody, but... Um 
been a great show. Had uh, had a really good time. Definitely want to thank uh, Kevin McKenna for joining us for the midseason NHRA redraft. That was a lot of fun. I, I know it uh, probably could have got a little tough to to listen to if you don't follow that side of things, but it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed having Kevin on. He's always very insightful and uh, really appreciating him taking some of his uh, time to to join us. The show wraps up here, guys. The Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast is coming to a close. And I want to say thanks to our great sponsors as well as Kevin McKenna, uh, Seabird Performance. Thank Luke Seabird for all he does for the show. Uh, definitely enjoyed the Seabird Performance, who's hot again this week. I want to thank This Is Bracket Racing Elite, uh, certainly a longtime sponsor here on the podcast. And uh, Luke, I don't know if you got any shout outs planned for this week, but if you do, it's a good time to get them out there. It's a little bit light, but I will shout out the folks at Google Chrome and your refresh button. Oh, thank um, you. I feel like I need to <laughs> shout out your entire NHRA roster just because I think your lack of sleep is, is going into like slurred speech. So I'm not sure you got any of them right, but I definitely <laughs> want to shout out Darian Bosch or is it Darian Bosch? We don't know. Shout out Russ Laris. And Ross Larice. Um, <laughs> shout out to the Big Bucks, Bob Mullaney, my, my guy, your guy. Do it, uh, Bucks. Shout out, yeah, Bucks, Bucks. <laughs> shout out to Zazco. Shout out to the AHRA. You are so lucky you saved that five grand. Zazco just comes to Byron. Shout out to Jason Hoff and his pogo stick and pogo sticks <laughs> everywhere. Shout out to, and, and just a, a farewell to my original top dragster and super gas teams i felt so good about you guys but we had to do a line change so those kind of things happen big jed you've got a special shout out from bristol yeah i got a couple of them i want to shout out doug left you uh doug uh, had a couple of oil downs this weekend which is not really worthy of a shout out he kind of run over his crankshaft in two different vehicles two different days which um uh, we hated it for you, Doug, but you definitely deserve a shout-out for uh, your mishaps, if there is such a thing. And uh, shout-out to Phil Billy Combs for doing the biggest, longest wheelie I've ever seen at a WFC event. Off the foot, on the mountain, with a rag on your carburetor, and their hands around the neck of the intake. Uh, still did uh, over a 330-foot wheelie, tripping to 330 on the back tire. So shout-out, Phil Billy Combs. Sounds like he needs a pogo stick. <laughs> uh, one last shout out. I want to shout out Patty Small just because I'm of the impression that we were at the same facility last weekend, Patty. And I've been a big fan for a long time just because, like, you raised two of the coolest young men that I've ever been around in Andy and Brandon Small. And like I say, word got out that we were in the same place. Like, we were probably literally feet from each other after the Friday final. And I never got by to say hello. I was in my own little world. I feel awful. I missed that opportunity. So shout out, Patty Schmall. I look forward to meeting you in person one day soon. One of the most special moments in shout-out history, Luke. That was awesome. It's uh, guys, uh, I could tell. Everybody could tell. Guys, be sure to tell us what you think about the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. Send us a message on our Facebook page and let us know what you think, good or bad. Hopefully it's all good, but uh, send us a message and tell us what you think we're doing right, doing wrong, or whatever. Just say hi. Or you can at either Luke or myself on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Bogacki, B-O-G-A-C-K-I. I am at JP11X. 
It's been a long week, guys. I apologize for all the mistakes I made. I can't promise to clean them up next week, but I'll do my best. We appreciate you listening. I'm going to bed. It's been wonderful, and we'll definitely talk to you next week. Go Team Luke. Banging on the door, bump, bump, bump until I get it in. Attitude like I am already winning in. Foot breaking in anything. Bottom bobbing for a 10. I'm rolling in the cutty, switching feet like Jerry Pennington. I was in my truck. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss, or at least reference, This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is at each event, there are a hundred plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th. <laughs>